mean, at least it feels like that we're certainly on the tail end of the pandemic. We hope, yeah. Um, but we're seeing an increase in numbers over the last week. The state uh, today reporting 19,535 new cases of COVID, 50 virus-related deaths. That's over the past week. Uh, for an average, about 2,800 new cases a day. And those are certainly up uh, an uptick in numbers. We're seeing uh, the CDC issuing um, uh, more, I guess, advisories to wear masks inside public places again. And, and it does kind of feel like we're taking a step back, even though uh, it feels like we're more towards the tail end of things. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lee is the executive director of FICOR, a professor at CUNY's Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy, and joins us this evening on uh, the show. Uh, Doc, nice to have you. Yeah, great to be here again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, lots of, of COVID stuff to cover. Uh, uh, first of all, um, Pfizer BioNTech saying that a third dose of the COVID-19 vaccine produces a strong immune response in children uh, ages six months to five years old. Uh, those numbers jive with what you're seeing? Yeah, so far today it looks pretty good in terms of the protection. Um, so it's, it's positive news so far. Did they? Um, I, I'm I'm kind of confused with this. Uh, do you do you think the numbers are high for summer, or is this a normal numbers like the numbers Chris just gave? Because to me, I th- I always think of this virus spreading. So you know, when, when people are inside during right. the winter, sure. or whatever spreads, and then you got the other flus and everything going. Everybody sneezes on everybody. But I thought during the summer months you would really see a big decline in numbers because people just aren't around each other. They're outside. But it seems like the numbers are picking up a little here. Is that normal? You think? Yeah, I think one of the issues was that um, you know the the our society has gone back and forth with the precautions, and what a lot of the public health experts, uh, you know, including myself, have have emphasized that we wanted to be careful with that last this kind of last springtime uh, time to make sure we maintain precautions because there was that concern of that that last upswing, um, you know, after the winter. Uh, because we have to spread more contagious variants. We we are being helped by the weather, meaning that you know more more activities are outdoors and and uh, it's warmer and it's probably more humid. But we're not into the, the death of of summer yet, and it, it's a relative thing. So that helps, but still, you know, relaxing precautions or or becoming more careless before things really came down uh, might be stretching this out more, and that's the concern. Bruce, there doesn't seem to be as big a push for the second booster. We were just talking about this uh, among ourselves. Uh, do you, you do recommend getting the second booster, or right now is it sort of, well, you know, personal decision? What do you think? Well, right now the, the second booster is specifically authorized for people over 50 years of age or people who have a condition that will significantly uh, weaken their immune system. So for people who are 50 and Year, uh, 49 years and less, it's not authorized for them. So then we're talking about, you know, people 50 or above. Uh, if you're 65 or above, it's pretty clear you're at higher risk. So you really should be getting the, the fourth dose or the second okay. booster. So then the question comes down to people who are between 50 and 65. Um, it, it, it can't hurt to get an additional booster because it might provide additional protection. And really, you know, the, the, the main risk are just the standard side effects, which, um, which typically aren't a huge problems for most people. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a good idea to get it. 
but that's really how it breaks down because a large percent of the population is not even authorized for yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined, uh, joined by Dr. Bruce Lee. Uh, and, 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 Doc, how would you describe this phase of the virus? Um, you know, well past two years into this pandemic, um, the virus seems to have changed. Uh, the severity of the sickness seems to have changed. Like my parents just had it and, and they had a really nasty fever for about 24 hours. And then that was it. And then they started feeling better uh, almost immediately. How do you feel like this virus has shifted, evolved and, and mutated um, into to kind of where we're at now? So one of the key things to remember is that we're different compared to two years ago. Um, so while the virus has changed in different ways, the, the bigger change have been people in the population. So many people have been vaccinated or they've been exposed to the virus, uh, you know, once, maybe twice or maybe many times. Um, so our immune systems are more used to the virus. So one of the things that we have to be careful about is, is there are people out there saying, claiming that the virus gets weaker over time. That's not really the case. The viruses don't necessarily get weaker. What happens is our immune systems get more used to the, the virus, and therefore we're better able to fight against the virus. So that's one of the big, one of the big reasons why we're seeing not as severe outcomes, because people have seen this virus before, uh, as opposed to, you know, back in 2020, our immune system was like, what is this? I don't even know how to react to this. Uh, so that's a big difference. So we're seeing we're seeing this transition. That's really the, the road to the end of the pandemic, where enough the population, our immune systems are used to this, and we're like, okay, this is not as bad as it was before. Where are you at on the mask wearing? Now I was I was telling the guys in here that I was in um I was down south last week, and I I couldn't find a mask anywhere. I mean I I don't say the state because you know I don't want to get their funding taken away. But anyway, <laughs> I was at the state that's below Kentucky Rhymes and above Georgia. Right, yeah. Rhymes with Schmidt <laughs> and they just went wearing masks down there. And I'm like I'm wondering, have we just been conditioned out that we're not going to wear the masks? Are they not helping or whatever? Where do you fall in on mask wearing? Yeah, so masks are most effective when everyone's wearing them, uh, you know, when especially if you're talking about masks that are not N95. So, you know, it, it's 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 less effective if other people are not wearing them. You're the only person who's wearing them. It, it does offer protection. N95s offer even more protection. Um, and I think one of the challenges is that that hasn't really been uh, spread enough. People don't realize that, OK, this is about we all like are cooperating to help reduce the spread of the virus when it's so haphazard then it's not going to have as much effect naturally though if you're wearing n95 you're more protected than if you're not because it's a barrier so it is beneficial to to wear it right now especially when you're having the surge right now this upswing and it's not going to be forever because we want to get past this upswing and uh you know into a time where where that could be a lot lower you think this is going to be a a seasonal thing that we'll be wearing masks from here you know on or you just think that Eventually, one day, that won't be a necessary requirement anymore. Yeah, eventually, our immune systems will get used to this virus through a combination of vaccination and exposure. So then the concern is not as significant. It, you know, the flu followed that pattern, and a lot of the other respiratory viruses followed that pattern, too. When they first came about, they were very problematic, but as our bodies got uh, used to them, then we don't have to worry about those outcomes as much. So, yeah, this is not necessarily going to be a, every winter you're going to have to wear masks. You know, people still do because they feel that it helps. Yeah. But 
the overall population, um, it won't be like that in the future. Uh, Doc, how much are we still learning about this virus? Because it seems like as more and more research is done, as more as more and more reports get published and and put out, um, like for example, we're seeing that the antiviral Paxlovid. Um, at one time, we thought that once you take Paxlovid, you won't be able to transmit the virus uh, as you recover. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So how much are we still learning? How much do we still need to find out? Yeah, one of the challenges is is when this news gets out, um, people many times are too definitive about saying, oh, this is the magical pill or this is the magical X, Y, and Z. Um, this is all, It's always been the case with antivirals that it really depends on how early you take it and it depends on how much virus you have in your body and those things like that. It, it was never really supposed to be a magical pill. Um, it has the what it does is it it prevents the replication of the virus. It uh, prevents the virus from reproducing. But if you already have high enough virus levels, then it's it, it's effectiveness is less. Plus, nothing's 100 percent. You know, it won't always work in every person uh, in every case. So we're just seeing more of that. And the key is when these things first come out, you, you can't believe the the uh, the hype that says that, oh this is magical this will really change everything it's helpful but everything has their weaknesses so I I think that's a, a great summation um, quite frankly on a lot of uh, this on the COVID front uh, Dr Bruce Lee uh, always appreciate the time and making yourself available to us thank you always great to be here mm-hmm. thanks uh, more to come on the Mitch Elm show next here on WJR.